Just because you're not talking, all the other mics are still tied into those ears. If I whisper, I won't be so loud. <laughs> Guys, I'm uh, not. I'm not tech- technologically smart. No, it's so okay. So I'm here. Is neither. Neither. Crashes typically about halfway through, and we have to start back up. Yeah. This is the 20th episode. We're still learning. We have so, guests, yeah. uh, oh wait, we're doing this live now. Uh, oh. Yeah, he gave oh. us the warning. <laughs> oh, You're the one that gave the one, two, three. Yeah. Yeah, but then he said he had to do it because I was the one that had to talk. I can't do this and talk. So do you want to do it for real now? No, that's fine. Welcome to Bay Floor Discussion. <laughs> Eric, Ed, John, Brian, and a couple special guests. We'll let them introduce themselves. All right. I'm Kayla DeChambeau, 19. Um, Pretty new to the service, I guess, and I guess that's what we're talking about today. What town? I'm from Freiburg, Maine. Lovely little town that no one cares about. Except for the fair. Come on now. I was going to say, once a year, everybody loves that town. Mm, For a whole week. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Uh, I'm Lexi Roberts. I'm 23. I'm from Standish, Maine, also. Yeah. (laughs) How long have you been in the fire service? Um, well, I started kind of volunteering, so if we count that, about like three years. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. Fire and EMS for either of you, or just fire? Fire and EMS for me. Just fire right now. I've got an EMT class coming up in September. Nice. Nice. So, before we get started today for our 20th episode, I had a little, (laughs) couple little things up my sleeve that I've been doing since the last... He's been giddy. The last thing. So I've been 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 dying to do this. So I got one for you. For you. You guys want to pass these around the table? I did some things. What? So awesome. Nice. Cool. So I made stickers for our uh, podcast. So maybe we can get our name out there a little bit more and so people can see it. I've got plenty more that we can figure out what we want to do with but i gave you guys each some for today cool stick them on the cars well then while i was doing that my brother was supposed to be a guest today he was the one that made our logo for us and he backed out and he backed out because he's homesick so there's another thing that i did for him so if you guys there's two in each package so give one to ed one to you thanks so for my brother I talked to some friends that I have at Taylorton. I'm really fascinated with their their stuff. So I had a Taylorton shield made for my brother for our logo. That's awesome. So I figured, seems we're doing a lot of stuff on video, that we all needed nameplates. So I made one for myself. Nice. There's one for Ed. Ed, number one. This one for the John. starter of all of this. Very nice. Oh, you even spelled my name right. And one for you, Chief. That's awesome. That's super cool. So you can do what you like with them, but what I, my intention was at first, was you got these little stands here. So now people know who we are. So now we can do a shameless plug for Taylor's Tins. Yes. Right? <laughs> Thanks for the hookup. Wrong they came out awesome. That's very cool. Yeah, so I want to do something special for our 20th. Nice. So I had one made up for my brother for the logo, and then I decided I was going to make some for us and got the stickers going and just do a little something with our Now we got an extra one because he didn't show up, so he doesn't get it. Yeah, and that doesn't have a number on it, but it still has my name. Nice. Nice. 
That's awesome. So that's what Very I had cool. up my sleeve. Thanks. Those, Those are really cool. Thank you. All right. And we can either use them as nameplates while we're in here. You can take them home, do whatever you want with them. But I thought it'd be cool to just have them as nameplates. That's awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's episode 20. No, nobody ever thought that Ed's little project would go this long. <laughs> I, I don't know how or why it has gotten this far. I mean, it's, it's what, 20 episodes, and we've talked about five topics yeah. for all 20 episodes. <laughs> Over almost so. two years now. It's crazy. It is I, coming I, up on two years, actually. I actually... Uh, well, no, we're yeah, a year and a half because it started like in the fall, I think. We're live. But uh, I got talking with somebody else, and they're like, "Yeah, I do podcasts too." I'm like, okay, cool. You know, I, I, I don't consider myself a podcaster. I just happen to do this every once in a while. I look, and they've been doing it for like two years with like three thousand followers and like three hundred <laughs> episodes. And here we I'm are. Like, oh, uh, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, we're at twenty now, so. Get pretty serious, you know. <laughs> so I, I figured I'd start off with some stickers. There's actually there's uh, for each one of you guys. I got more, but there's two big ones and there's two smaller ones in there, like helmet size. Oh, cool. Um, like I said, I got plenty more, and I figured before we get on to hats and t-shirts and tumblers and tumblers. sweatshirts and all that other good stuff, we'll start off on some stickers. We'll see awesome. how far that goes. Start raising money so John doesn't have to uh, stumble over all this stuff all the time. <laughs> yeah. We need to start a GoFundMe for this stuff. Right? <laughs> so there, now now I'm done my little Awesome. That's, that's, that's my cool, little man. thing. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Thanks a lot. Those are cool. Uh, I have not seen a Taylor's tins in person and uh, those are those are pretty slick. Um these have been like my third or fourth per- purchase from them and they're absolutely awesome. You talk to them on you they don't have like a shield builder like the other sites you go on to facebook or whatever email them you tell them what you want they immediately when i was talking about these within seconds i already had a reply we were going back and forth about the design i changed the design a little bit from the original yeah just um like the words on the bottom the um the public service in romaine the way my brother had it in the logo it would not come out right in here it was too thin so we changed that just a little bit yeah we went back forth two or three times. I had them a week later. No kidding. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Awesome service. Quick turnaround. What's their, uh, what's their website? Taylortins.com. There you go. And they do all kinds of other items, but shields are the big big purchase right now. Awesome. Awesome. Kind of cool. bounces off the, the cancer stuff. These are easily cleanable. They last longer than the leathers. They don't get beat up. They're supposed to be the next big thing. Nice. I like it. I would like say like John's going to put a link in the description, but uh, I don't know if he can handle that. Do it after. No, don't. <laughs> yeah, later. Later. <laughs> when it gets posted elsewhere. Very cool. Oh, now he's on a mission. Yeah. I don't dare to. I appreciate that. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Uh, let's see. Where you want to do like a recap over the last month? Anything going on? I mean, we had that, uh, we've been talking about mental health, and uh, we actually did uh, have, have someone come in uh, and do a, do a presentation for us, and uh, we had a couple departments there, I thought it was great. Actually, we had quite a few departments there um, to uh, participate and gather information on PTSD and PTSI and all the other acronyms, so 
that was pretty good. Uh, Ed, did you hook up with them after so you can get I that say, uh, trying to emotional find the, the link emotional you know, no, care for first responders? Hold on, I was actually trying to find a legitimate thing for this. Oh, all right. Uh, strengthenme.gov was the link that I got for that. So that is uh, free, available uh, mental health guidance, I guess you would say. Uh, and from what I was told, that started because of the pandemic, and uh, they're going to basically keep it going for as long as they can. So again, if we can add a link in the description after, after, <laughs> after, um, <laughs> that that's, is that's, that's uh... a resource that needs to be used more often. Um, they're basically looking to get the data behind it to keep it going. Yeah. Because uh, what they're the more it gets used, the more, say, what they're worried yeah. about is not enough people will use it, and then it will just be. A resource that Washed goes away yeah. so i uh would strongly suggest anyone check that out even if you don't uh specifically need it check it out uh kind of vet the program see what it it is capable of and uh, pitch it out to whoever you can because if you pitch it to 30 people and one person actually needs it then it will have been worth it absolutely and to have 30 people actually check it out would get their data back up so yeah. Um, that's what I took away from that. I mean, there, there was a lot of takeaways from it, but that yeah. was like a good, yeah. solid um, something that I can share without having to say, you know, sit through this class. Yeah. Yeah. Um, question for you two, since you're new into this, um, do you guys talk more frequently and openly about mental health in, in public safety? I would say, yeah. I think I'm pretty open about mental health and um my own personal struggles but also i'm um, trying to raise awareness about it shameless plug doing a walk to raise awareness for mental health and yeah. suicide awareness today um doing a fundraiser for that yep. um it's on my facebook page if you want to go donate <laughs> to it but yeah so i mean like i also have a ton of like links and resources and phone numbers so i could give you guys that if you wanted awesome. to post um it on the like you guys are talking about <laughs> no no no, no, no i'm links. talking about, well yeah the phone links. numbers and all of that <laughs> so if people needed resources or yeah. to talk to anybody awesome. but yeah i awesome. think um people that i know and my generation are a lot more open about talking about it so yeah because our generation just what's john say bottles it up and pushes it down buries it yeah. way way down exactly. <laughs> but no and and that's that's the truth how about you caleb do you, yeah you, i definitely it, think our generation is a lot more open about this mental health stuff so yeah. these new people that are coming in at my age and ages all around they're like pushing more for advocation of it yep and awesome i think that's a very good thing that's all that, that's great to hear because we and it's i get well it's a generational thing it's just not things that we did and i think it's it's hugely important important uh and i'm glad that you guys are are on that side of it and keep keep that conversation keep that topic alive so that's great uh what else have we done for trainings I don't know. I'm drifting out. Uh, nothing. Just we're just getting back into trainings. 
in I've person. I've noticed that, like yeah. in-person trainings, <clears throat> because, I mean, I was doing those monthly ones online, right. which was okay. Which is awful. Yeah. It's okay. It's it's all right. Yeah. It's a one-hour training you, that it takes gives you six some hours. Foundation because, and, like, sure. when I watch people do it, a lot of them will put it on mute and just click. Oh, yeah. Because they're just there for the CEHs. Whereas we've been pushing a lot of in-person trainings. We haven't had a great turnout, but we've had a decent turnout. And yeah. um, in-person forces them to pay attention. I mean, we did a documentation. Did you go to the documentation? And I literally would single out every student to make sure they were paying attention. Yeah. So. Yeah. It was good. It's good. So. No, I went to that PTSD training, and then I went to the one that CMP put on. Yep. Yep. And that was uh, that was actually it was really good, because. Uh, Eye opening I mean, on some of the stuff they're doing now, huh? Yeah. Well, I mean, for me, I don't know. I see wires on the pole. If a wire's down, don't touch the wire. That's, that's how I've always been. So it was kind of nice to go in there and like, hey, this is how it actually works. And like the fuses that are on the lines now, that was kind of cool to see. Yeah. You know, it's not necessarily just the lines up or the lines down. You know, there's a lot that goes into it. So it was, I don't know, kind of cool for something that I, I knew nothing about. Yeah. We did that, what, three or four months here? Three or four months ago here? Was that, it that CMP? I don't remember. It was a long time ago. I don't know either. Maybe in the fall, but that's it's a great training. A yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot to it. So, not the old not the old school pole with three lines on it, and you know what those three lines do. So, yeah. right, awesome. We have anything coming up soon? Where you're in the midst of your one and two bridge course. We are almost going? over. Almost over already. <clears throat> we just figured out our end test is probably locked in at June fifth. Wow! For the practical, and then somewhere around there, the written. So we're we're almost there. That seems like it's gone really fast. It has. Like I said, it, it's it's a bridge hybrid, so a lot yeah. of it's done by computer and done by home. Nice. Um, we've been ripping right through it because a lot of the stuff we have to do is just review of what they've already done and just add on the extra components. Yeah. Um, Caleb can attest he's one of my students he can tell you about it on the other side of things but I think we've I think we've been going quick but the, they're getting it I mean yeah I'd from say so, yeah. several different angles so I think it's soaking in and we'll good. see it then Tess good that's awesome so that's awesome. how long were you BLS before you took this bridge course the summer of 2020 I was supposed to be BLS and then cars and motorcycles don't end well together <laughs> most of the time Ed knows that so I missed, I think it was just two fires, and I would have been BLS. Yep. So, you never should have I, pulled out in front of that motorcycle, Caleb. Yeah, I shouldn't have pulled out in front of that motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> might be the other way around. But yeah, so thankfully, I was able to be grandfathered into this class because I had all the uh, class hours. Yeah, all like the class hours, and it was just a couple practical things that I missed. Yep. So nice getting so to do this very... before the one and two class. Did you have any actual uh, just like hands-on fire experience? Did they did they let you do anything on scenes? And... Oh yeah, They've, I think I've been to four fires in the three years that I've been on volunteering, and I can't go inside obviously, yep. but I could do some exterior stuff. And then once overhaul and all that kind of stuff started, that was my time to shine. Perfect. <laughs> nice. <laughs> And did you shine? 
I shined the best that I could. I mean, I'm pretty dull, but there was some kind of light shining. <laughs> some kind of light. It may have been a flashlight, but it was shining. <laughs> it's exactly. okay. Head and motorcycles don't mix either. Yeah. Well, hey, yeah, so let's do a PSA for motorcycles because right. it's that time of year. So go for it, Ed. Fly one out there. Uh, Check twice. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good point. I was going straight to my ATV crash, but yeah, we can go with actual street bikes. Hey, you crashed your ATV? No. Oh, the motorcycle. Dirt, a dirt okay. bike's considered an ATV. See, he, his was self-inflicted. Caleb's yeah, exactly. actually was. I can't, like, PSA it. Don't twist the throttle more than you can control it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, for street bikes, I mean, for the rider, be careful this time of year for dirt on the road. Um, it's a lot slicker than a lot of people think. Uh, for everybody else on the road, look both ways because uh, the bikes typically don't show up quite as well as a car uh, unless they're really loud. So, I've noticed something new in the last couple of years, and that's the headlight flashing on I the motorcycles. That. I hate that. As both a motorcycle rider and as just someone driving a car, I'm way more distracted by the light. Uh, like to the point where I feel like a moth or I'm driving into it. Oh, damn, that's a. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Because I look at it and go, what's going on? Is that person having a problem or yeah. is something, is something yeah. bad happening? And then I just realize, no, they think that's a safety feature. They do the same thing with the brake lights and then the, the one, two, three flash yes. and solid. Yeah, I've seen that too. That's... I mean, I think I've, I've seen them more on ambulances and emergency vehicles. But uh, still, even in cars and motorcycles, I've been seeing it. Huh. I I get what they're trying to accomplish, and I don't think it works. No, uh, that's just my input on it. I was uh, I was going to Wyndham last week, and there was it was like one of those hybrid bikes where you can take off road, but it's yeah. it's a road bike, and he had he had those um, like the off road lights that were LED, and they were alternating, and there were cars pulling over for him. Yeah. Like, he was coming up behind cars, and they were pulling over. Yeah. So, hmm. I'm not sure how I feel about that. I mean, I, I understand it, um, but all or nothing, maybe. Do you want to talk a little bit about your instance? Because I don't think that would have changed anything that happened with you, either. Oh, I don't think so. Mine was a guy just decided to pull a U-turn in front of me. Obviously uh. didn't see me. I made eye contact with him, but he still kept going. Thankfully, I hit my brake a little too hard, so instead of going into him, I just went over my bike and slid one way because my bike ended up popping his back tire. Oof. So if I was on it, probably would have been my head popping it. Oh, I was going to say, not, you don't usually hear, thankfully, I went up and over <laughs> my bike. Yeah, right. not usually, yeah. but this time, definitely thankful. And what it. did you break? Um, so I shattered the bottom of my femur and my left leg and completely shattered my patella and the kneecap. And my right leg, I dislocated it three inches back, tore my PCL, ripped up my meniscus, and slightly tore my MCL. So not much, so you get up and walk it off, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Rub some dirt on it. Your lower yeah. body's pretty much brand new at this point, right? Oh yeah. It's all like rebuilt. Can you bend seven. in different directions now? Can you put your foot like way behind your head? And I can stuff? barely do a squat now, never mind. Uh, you must have mind. a lot of metal in you. Yeah. Not anymore. I got really? that taken out wow. this past summer, so I've only got a couple oh. screws left in there. Ed just broke his back. Yeah. And then drove home. Yeah. From Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't recommend in case anyone was wondering. <laughs> well, that's, that's scary stuff, but I'm glad you're all right. Holy smokes, yeah. that's, uh, 
That's a lot. Well, it happens That's in cars. I can't yeah. believe the amount of people that will look at you, see that you're coming, know that you have the right of way, and just... It's like they're challenging you. Just yeah. eye contact <laughs> and just keep going. I can beat you. Yeah. yeah. Well, there. Yeah. How about that for a little PSA? Right. Check Coming twice. to uh, spring. And I, I, I get the feeling this year we're going to go straight from this kind of cool weather to extremely hot. So uh, mm. we can already start talking about what, looking out for heat stroke and whatever else. Yeah. Ticks. Mm. Holy crap. I was outside for two minutes yesterday. had three ticks on me. And I didn't like go trudging through the woods. It was no. just outside. <laughs> no. The walk from my house to my car, and I've got ticks on me. The amount of tick bites we've had. I work at the hospital in New Hampshire Memorial, yeah. and the amount of tick bites we've had in the ER is incredible for this time of year. Yeah. It's yeah. ridiculous. I was kind of hoping where it got warm and then froze again that they'd kill some of them yeah. off, but I guess that didn't happen. They're going to the emergency room for a tick bite? Yeah, it's a lot of people that have like never experienced a tick. I feel like a lot of people from Canada I've seen in there, and they've just never experienced a tick, and they get one on them and... Freak some, out? Yeah, exactly. Okay, PSA. <laughs> <laughs> what not to go to the emergency room for, or, or call, call. one on. Thank you. A tick bite or any sort of insect bite in the Northeast region, you're fine. Unless Mostly. you're allergic to bees. <laughs> then you may want to call. Right. I mean, if like things start swelling up four or right. five times yeah. and change colors, maybe that's time to get checked out. But yeah, just drive in. Just give it a few right. minutes to see what happens. If Ed can drive with a broken back, he can drive <laughs> in anaphylaxis. <laughs> Jeez. Wow. Wow. <laughs> or go to an urgent care yeah. or call your primary care doctor right. if yep. you have mm -hmm. one. Yep. Exactly. Maybe then you should get one if you don't. <laughs> Just a thought. <laughs> yep. And then urgent care will call. <laughs> uh, nice. All right. Yeah. So you want to talk about mosquitoes? Done. Yeah. <laughs> we done with the, the bugs of the summer. Triple E. Uh, you know. The ants. You know, Seems like you're on some sort of some sort of thing here. Is there any other animals that really are you're aggressive at right now? Are we good? Uh, no. Squirrels from Squirrel, like Squirrels are pretty aggressive. Anything about raccoons or moose? Porcupine. Or porcupine. Oh, that's right. You're having porcupine issues. Oh, I'm having squirrel a... issues. I feel like the guy off Caddyshack. <laughs> <laughs> like, there will be explosives in the future. <laughs> Those were gophers, John. Yeah, no. they were gophers. Oh, that's though. right. That's <laughs> yeah, but I'm finding squirrels. My squirrels, like, we went and kind bought the same these, um, these rubber-made... Um, trash bins and they were like 40 bucks a piece we bought two of them try to keep the squirrels out they nod through and now they're the size of cats because apparently <laughs> we're feeding them well and they had to what gnaw the whole what are you throwing out i have no idea i have no idea so now i bought my kids bb guns but they're too squeamish to shoot squirrels <laughs> So now, gonna I shoot gotta, each other. now I gotta get the little <laughs> shoot at each other. I just gotta get the little commander hat yeah. like on Caddyshack and just go out there in that ghillie suit and just start sniping squirrels. That's awesome. All right, that's our animal. <laughs> All right. Okay, so kind of squirrely there for a second. There's no good segue no. into anything. No, but maybe there, we should so. get somebody from the warden service for the next guest. <laughs> Is there a bag limit on squirrels? <laughs> there actually I there think there is, is a, a season. Yeah. <laughs> there actually is. There's a squirrel season. Uh, but, because I looked it up, 
they're a nuisance animal at this point because they're <laughs> causing property damage. So I can yeah. murder them, <laughs> and it's not against the law. No repercussions. It's yeah. awesome. Oh man, what were we going to talk about? <laughs> I don't even. know. We brought a guest in here just to listen to us talk oh. about squirrels yeah. and bugs. Squirrel murder. <laughs> Lexi, what got you into the fire service? Well, so actually, I only took my fire class because I really liked EMS and I wanted to work for a busier fire department. And in order to do that, you need to get your fire certification. Mm -hmm. But then I took the class and actually ended up really liking fire, which I never predicted. So nice. surprise, here you I am, and I like just it. Like I did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's not. It's not very often you hear. Well, I got into it for EMS. Right. <laughs> Yep. Give it time. You'll be like, what did I do? <laughs> How do you like uh, yeah. being a... Have you ever considered a propane technician, electrician, or a plumber? <laughs> no. no. You haven't been to trade schools at all. <laughs> no. I'm actually in nursing school right now. Oh, so. good. Smart. Right. See? Yeah. Good for you. Good yeah. for you. Yep. Thanks. I don't think Caleb yeah. had much choice in the matter. Yeah, yeah. Not at all. <laughs> no. Well, Dad's been doing it since he was 18. He's, what, 58 this year? I guess I started before my sister, but he just kind of like pushed me in of, oh, hey, they uh, have a junior program at the department. You, you should get into it. I'm like, okay. And so I've been volunteering since then. And then I spent a semester in college, kind of realized, yeah, don't want to do this. I actually really enjoyed the fire stuff. Nice. And so that's what I want to do full time. Got this class going, got my EMT coming up in September. Good. So. What were you going to college for? Chemical engineering. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no surprise, just from sun, right? It had to be engineering of some sort. Hey, I'm so, the yeah, for this family. Go and go back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it sounds like. Yeah, don't give up on that. <laughs> well, I, I was similar. I went for mechanical engineering, and then I realized I, I can't sit in an office. Yeah, I'd lose my no. mind. So, but yeah, tra trade schools are an option. <laughs> Uh, but you work at a hospital now? Yeah, so for this in-between part, I was just trying to find a job. My sister works at the hospital, and she's like, got jobs there. So, so what do you do there? Just a registration clerk. So sitting oh, there for 10, 12 hours a day. You're one of those ones that come up and annoy the EMTs. <laughs> yes. Name and date of birth. Name and date of birth. I just walk up and say, you got a paper for me? And I get handed something. And nice. Good. It works out. But it gives you some kind of insight on oh exactly on. Like, i can go back and i'll chat with the nurses and all this and that and learn a whole bunch of stuff and even just like what the words that they type on the board or whatever yep. i can go and i look that up and see what's going on and it definitely gives you a better insight of what's actually happening nice. so what are, you, what are you doing i'm in nursing school right now oh, yeah. so you're not working you're just uh, I, yeah i still work on the weekends but full-time uh, yeah. full-time nurse program in EMS, yeah. So that's your full-time job. I didn't know if you had something else going on. <laughs> no, yeah. I just I typically work like a 24 every Saturday, but I'm in school five days a week and doing clinicals and volunteering and all that stuff. So it's, so it's busy. So you got kinds of free time. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Just just sitting around the yeah. house, well, you know, watching Netflix, relaxing. <laughs> Taking yeah. away from anything important or anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't have anything going on. It's fine. I'll be Nothing there. at all. Just sitting in my <laughs> PJs lounging. People just want to talk about squirrels and bugs. And 
Well, I'm just curious because some of us have firefighting is just our life and public safety, and that's all we ever do. And then some people have hobbies on the side. So well, I don't know if there's something who? else you do. You know, it, it is my it's my it's my job, but it's my hobby. Like I know. like it. Like I've that's always cool. said, like I want to be a nurse, but I'll never give up doing fire and EMS. Like I love it. It's my like it's my passion job. How long that's have you been cool. doing it? You yeah. said three years. <laughs> Four. Yeah. Four. No, you're like yeah. I'll, I'll I'll give I'll you a couple more. You might change it to. <laughs> Yeah, I probably. See me but. in four years. <laughs> yeah, podcast oh, thirty-eight. She's gonna be like, I hate this job. <laughs> Why didn't you warn me? How do I quit? Yeah, probably oh, running on no sleep. Be like, oh, get me out of here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's still me right now. Yep. Yeah, I. If you ask me what change, like what has changed me since I've gotten in the fire service? Alcoholism. I learned to like coffee. Probably that as well. Oh, that's not the way we were <laughs> <laughs> I learned like rum a lot. Whiskey. <laughs> coffee. That's Burn. good. That's coffee. good. You know what? She that's, didn't say brandy after that. Yeah. She said just coffee. Yeah. <laughs> she might put Kahlua in it. But yeah, I, I have to keep it somewhat appropriate. I mean. No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> That's good. Stick with the coffee. <laughs> yeah. Stick with the coffee. So you said you started with EMS and in, in nursing, but like what what led you to like have you always just wanted to get into healthcare or was there something in your life that, that pushed you in that direction? Yeah, I mean I, I so I actually like I already have my bachelor's degree, so I started out in undergrad grow going pre-med so I have like my bachelor's of science in medical biology and biochemistry so I wanted to be a doctor but then working in EMS um, and getting to so I have my advanced license we have to do clinicals for that and working in the hospital I saw like doctors don't interact with patients at all it's the nurses and I something that I'm really passionate about is working with patients and I wanted to like work alongside them so I kind of realized I was like oh yeah I I don't want to be a doctor I don't want to spend 15 minutes with patients and like just go chart on a computer so I realized like I wanted to go into nursing (laughs) (laughs) that's all I wanted Oh, Lord. I, I feel know. like something happened. Oh, I was pre-med, and then I decided to go into public service. <laughs> do, what's, do you have those links? You should call them. <laughs> yeah, I know. I should. <laughs> oh, Lord. That's, I actually know somebody who did that same exact thing, pre-med, yeah. and then became a paramedic, and we're just like... What happened? Now I'm pretty sure he drinks a lot. <laughs> well, I mean, Coffee. like, like growing up, I watched my grandmother like die of cancer, and like that was really hard for me. And so, like, I really wanted to like be able to help people like her, you know? Mm-hmm. That like yeah. I couldn't, so that was really hard for me. And so, I wanted to be able to like help people and like be there for them through those hard times. And right. so, I think like that's kind of really what pushed me in that direction and like struggling with my own like health problems like doctors were never supportive of me like they always just like pushed me away and they were like nope no no never listened yeah yeah so I wanted to be different and be able being able to spend time with patients like that's how you can be different you know like providing them that support and I would never be able to do that as a doctor. So, is there any um, public service history in your family? Like, nope. no doctors, no nurses, Lexi's no public service. Yep. So yeah. I guess that's what I was getting at, though. Is like, how how did you stumble into public service? Like, did, were you were you already in the nursing program, and then somebody told you you could get into EMS, or did you just walk into 
your, your local uh, rescue <laughs> service, like, hey, how, how do yeah. I start here? Mm -hmm. So, um, t to go into the medical field, like, or well, to go into um, med school, like, you have to have so many hours of, like, some sort of job shadow experience, mm -hmm. whether it's, like, CNA or EMS or just, like, job shadowing doctors. And I was like, well, I want to do something that I'm actually able to do stuff um so i was like well i'm gonna get my emt license so i can help people and actually do skills like that sounds cool to me i don't want to i don't want to be a cna like i don't want to i don't want to wipe butts <laughs> <laughs> no offense to any cna yeah sorry no offense yeah valuable no, <laughs> no offense to any cnas out there Becoming a nurse, you're all very important, and we appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> Don't mean to offend anybody. <laughs> so you, but that's literally like the uh, quintessential um, job interview question. Why did you join the fire service? To help people. Yeah. And we all know it's bull crap. <laughs> no, but seriously, like that is, that's what I want to do. Then you are the one person that I, because literally just tell me that you want to rush into burning buildings and break shit. <laughs> I chose fire service so. to the EMS because I didn't want to wipe butts. So. <laughs> that's why I did right? it. <laughs> I don't even like wiping my own. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Right into the ground. Right into the ground. We were on track for like five minutes. We just lost just, our Just trying to show our new guests that you don't have to be super serious in our conversations. But I honestly, think they knew when they walked in here and saw us that we're not so worried about it. Oh my yeah. God. All right. <laughs> That's my honest opinion. That's what it was. So, I like it. So coming into the, coming into the, the fire service side of things and EMS, were you, were you welcomed? As a younger Ooh, female that, into, that the, into public safety, <laughs> that, that was a. Oh, sorry. Yes. 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 <laughs> Everyone was very, very excited to see me. So, yes. so good or bad? What, what's some of your experience coming in as brand new person into public safety? Um. So, like, certain people were very welcoming. Others were not. <laughs> I think like the older generation did not want me here because I was young and new and wanted to learn and I think that kind of rubbed them the wrong way um yep. they just want like and like I don't know how to say this without kind of sounding like cocky but like I was intelligent I had a medical background and they didn't they didn't like that yeah they wanted to be able to tell me what to do and tell me like this is how you do it I'm the paramedic, I know what's right, like you're gonna listen to me and you can't have your own opinions. And I kind of wanted to step forward and be like, but what about this? Or like, you know, I like, I had my own thoughts and they didn't like that. <laughs> and then like other people like also didn't like me because I was a female and thought that I wasn't able to do stuff because I was, I'm like a small petite female. So being in the fire service, they just like wouldn't let me do anything wouldn't let me have thoughts like if i tried to ask well what if we should do this like because this is happening they just like wouldn't even say anything but then they would go say the same exact thing to somebody else and then it would be heard well we all flipped <laughs> we saw her at the rick class she is not a small petite was, female that could hold her own that. I, we I was, saw that firsthand yeah i hope that you gained a lot of confidence in that yeah. weekend because I there did. were there were a I lot did. of things that um any 
any um, anyone who hasn't gone through the paces, mm-hmm. um, I don't think you need to chime in on this. You know, <laughs> that that's that's my opinion. Um, but I watched you for the weekend, and you were doing some pretty cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Thank you. you. Know? Um, yeah. And and the instructors were were all about it. You know, so that was. I think that was good for a lot of people, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, both you. Like, seeing yeah. your face when you took that guy down the ladder and, and realized yep. that you could do it with the techniques we were showing you. It was like, we yeah. saw you light up and everybody else is like, holy shit, did you see what she just did? Like, it was yeah. good for everybody, mm-hmm. like Brian said. It was, yeah. it was nice. I'm glad you got into that class. Yeah, I really liked that class, that really fit? appreciated it. I did not. You still haven't got here? I still haven't. Oh, I boy. still have. I'll send an email. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, not, I'm not gonna say anything because I don't want to put that put that out there. But yes, we'll just leave it. I, I don't have gear. That's right. Josette stood up for you. One of our other podcasts. <laughs> yes. Put that foot forward. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. With photo yeah. documentation. <laughs> oh, awesome. <Right>? Yes. <laughs> a tailcoat that actually hit the ground. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it was um, so. The one thing that we're talking about is basically it, you're taking a firefighter down from the second story uh, out a window, and he was he was two forty, two sixty, and Lexi brought Mike right down like a champ. So it can be done. Yeah, that was a big confident booster when I went and did that. Just after like having somebody on a fire scene like take a ladder out of my hand when I'm trying to lower it because they were like, are you, are you sure you can do this? Are you sure? Are you yeah. sure? And I'm like, yeah, I'm sure. Like we have to lower and raise ladders to even get our fire certification. And they were just like, oh no, no, you can't do this. You can't do this. You're, you're, you're small, you're female and physically take the ladder out of hmm. my hand because they don't believe I can do it. And then I come to the writ class and I'm like breaking through walls and right. carrying <laughs> men out of <laughs> You're going to do whatever the rest of them do. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, it's, awesome. it's been a crazy experience, you know, yep. joining the fire service. Yep. Had, wild it's had ride. ups and downs, but wild ride. Yeah. Yep. Great way to describe it. Awesome. Yeah. Now you're on the other end of the spectrum. You brought it, you got brought in by your family. So do you ever have any sort of situation where uh, somebody kind of expected more of you because you had a family history of it? Not that I can think of at the moment. I definitely think that I've had some weird looks at me when I first joined of like, oh, you're like 16 and you're only here because your dad's here. And I think that's really what actually like got me to do this because otherwise I don't think I would have even attempted fire service. Are you doing it out of spite? <laughs> <laughs> Say that. Were you forced into the situation? Just blink twice. <laughs> so smooth. Yeah, but I think our junior program, I'm not going to say it's very good because as a junior, you really couldn't do anything. And having my dad there where I could actually go out on the call and I can like follow him around and be comfortable with that, it like brought a new light of oh, I can like actually do this kind of stuff and it's enjoyable. And as a young kid, that was great. And we had some other juniors and they just completely fell through yeah. of they could come to like the meeting and that was about it. So other than that, yeah, I've had a weird look or two, but as time went on, they got used to it and they've seen what I can do, so. Yeah. Nice. So you had to prove yourself too. 
Probably not to the definitely level that not Lexi the extent did. that yeah. Lexi had to at all. I was definitely just a little bit, just a little bit, but it's about it. Yeah, just because I've I've seen both sides of it. I know up in my area we have some um, some younger members. They're actually they're no longer juniors, but they came in as juniors. Mm -hmm. But the fire department has been in their lives forever since mm -hmm. they were born. So at 15 years old, this kid can show everybody else how to pump the truck. But obviously he's a junior. He, he can't do a yeah. lot of things. So when they actually turned 18 and could start doing firefighter tasks, everybody expected them to know everything, which by the book, they kind of did. But you mm -hmm. actually put them in that scenario and things started to fall apart. Yeah. So it's a different way of proving yourself. You know, you had to start from the ground up and you actually did learn your tasks as you went along. Sometimes when it's in the family or in a generation or in a, uh, even a group of friends, you can have that information but not the experience to back it up and yeah. you kind of have to like play reverse or play catch up to it. So it's, it's two different types of, of learning the job. You said you guys had those issues coming in. Now that you've been in there for three or four years, are you still having the same issues? Yep, 100%. I don't know. <laughs> no. hmm. So both of you are at a single department. Have you ever... Oh, she's shaking her no. head. No. You're on multiple departments. Yeah, I work on multiple departments, but uh, the other department that I work for... So, well, I work on three. One of them's just like a seasonal summertime job, but the other uh, like major department that I work for is just strictly EMS. Yep. So I only work on one that's like fire and EMS, really. So have you noticed a difference between the different departments? Um... For like, well, like I said, the only one is fire, so I only get the like people not letting me yep. like like taking ladders out of my yeah. hand and like that sort of stuff there. Um, with the EMS aspect of it, I when I first started there, still got that stuff with people not wanting to hear my opinion, but that's changed over time. There, I don't so get that as much now. It's kind of it's more cult. I guess what I was getting at is it's more a cultural thing. You think than it is. Per department? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. And have you seen it more on, I think you kind of answered it, but you've seen it more on the fire side than EMS. EMS, yeah. your only real issue has been that you kind of came in with it with more knowledge than... So than, people were threatened. Yeah, yeah possibly. But I, in, in a sense. Yeah, but I can also see, just because I, I know some nurses that have done the same thing, gone from nursing to EMS. And I think the most difficult part for them is that when you are at like an EMT level, you can't do the stuff you could as a nurse. So you, I don't want to say dumb it down, but you, you can't think the seven steps ahead in medicine. You have to kind of go, I'm at band-aids and oxygen level. That's all I can do. Yeah. <laughs> so I yeah. could see them getting aggravated. Not necessarily that you're smarter than them or that you're going to, uh, you know, take it as a, a defense mechanism. It's that, uh, hey, I, I'm sure they didn't phrase it as nicely, but, hey, I know you've got this information, but we've got to tone it back a little bit. Here's what we can do right now. So... And sometimes the generational issue becomes that they're just abrasive with how they put it out. Yeah. They may not, and I'm not saying they weren't, they very well could have been trying to be 
jerks about it, but <laughs> it could have been that that's what they were trying to say, and it just came off with, it's 2 o'clock in the morning, I'm tired, and right. stop. Yeah, <laughs> <You know>? yeah. <laughs> but, I, I mean, like I said, it's almost the same way on the fire side, where if I've got a 15-year-old telling me how to pump a truck, but I've seen this truck lose water three times and I know how to fix it, and he goes, no, you got to do this and that. No, dude, back away, you know? <laughs> I'm going to do what I know how to do, and then we can tell you why I did it later. Mm-hmm. So I think, uh, you know, I'm not saying that doesn't happen. There's definitely people out there that, and we've talked about it at chief levels and department levels, that you can get territorial, you can get defensive, but sometimes it's just people don't know how to express what they're trying to get out there too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, that's fair. It's just kind of a, it's a warning for anyone that's getting into it, Mm -hmm. is that it was the same when I did machine tool. Getting into machine shops, these old guys, they don't like teaching someone new. And it's not necessarily that they're they're worried that I'm going to take their jobs. Sometimes it was, but other times it was just, man, I've been doing this for, for 50 years. I've never had to teach anyone. I really don't care if you learn it or not. And I just don't want to mess up my numbers. I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing, and you don't need to tell me anything. Well, like we said before, people don't know how to teach. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's we true. take, I we see take that, the courses for yeah. it. Mm-hmm. I see that a lot, especially with older fire, fire older firefighters and trying to get new people in. They don't want to be bothered. Mm-hmm. And any question or any issue just seems to be an annoyance with them. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes they have all the excitement in the world to teach someone they don't know how. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they can shotgun so much information at somebody. And then when somebody asks a question, it just gets railroaded because they're going on to the next topic or the next thing. You know, how many times do we go to a, a training and somebody, there's always one person in every department that wants to ask questions and questions and questions. And it's like, you're missing the main point. Just stop picking away at the little things. I just want to show you how to you know, show you how to raise a ladder. Like you were saying earlier, you know, why one ladder has to be flipped one way, another ha- ladder has to go the other way. Does it matter? No. I'm just telling you that's the way it's going to go. <laughs> I was talking about the wood ladders and uh, versus our metal or aluminum ones. How the wooden ones, the, the fly, fly is down, and the metal ones, the fly is usually up. And he's like, why? And I was like, I have no idea. It's because we are. That's how we've like, always I'll, done it. I'll have to look it up. I was like, I was just reviewing my Fire 1 and 2 stuff. I have no idea why. I was going to Google it, and I forgot. So with some of the issues you guys have had, is there anything that you could see that could be changed? Like, I mean, you can't really change culture without – that takes time. Yeah. But, like, is there any steps that you guys have gone through coming in that you wished was different, like testing-wise or the way that you entered – application wise or just any of that stuff that we could actually physically change that's a good question i honestly would have to like think about sit that <laughs> yeah sit down and, and write it down yeah yeah, yeah. Um, i guess there's not really like a lot for how i came in that i would change where i'm at now i love it and looking back on it it was nice but I mean, there's always stuff that you could change, but yeah, I think I'd have to sit down and like actually reflect and. Yeah. In the moment, it kind of sucked, but now it's grown a little so, bit. So my question just absolutely went nowhere. Yeah. Well, okay, I think like the big thing that comes to mind would be like efficiency, 
like in my department, I think. Or well, (laughs) maybe maybe I shouldn't say that on here. But I think like efficiency is just like a big thing. Like everything is so slow. Uh Like if you want to get something done, it it just doesn't happen. Like the hiring process for me to get hired took like a year, maybe, maybe a little less, but probably close to a year yeah. for my application to just get reviewed and orientation to go through and like just because people don't want to do stuff and like you try to ask to get new gear and like it doesn't happen because people just push stuff aside mm. so like I think just like efficiency like people doing the stuff that needs to get done so I think some I think some of it from what I've seen as being a deputy chief and stuff that I've done is transparency and communication mm-hmm because I know a lot of times we bring in new people and they, we train them and we put all this money into them and then they disappear. Mm-hmm. So we have a hard time. I'm the only speaking for myself. I have a hard time giving all this stuff to somebody when I don't know if they're going to stick yeah. around. Yeah. yeah. So like the whole gear thing, where do you think that they just didn't want to give it to you? Or do you think that they thought that you might not last very long and that you were going to be back out the door? So why would they get all this special gear for a small right. female in the department that might not stick around. Yeah. Do you that, feel that way or do you feel that they were just shoving you in a corner? No, that's fair too. Like I understand like, yeah, you know, not wanting to buy new gear for, cause that's expensive. Somebody that they might not, not know that's going to stick around, but like I've been there for over a year now. Yeah. You and should. so I'm, and I've worked hundreds of hours a month so I'm, not obvi- I'm not going anywhere i'm obviously yeah. going to stick around but then like you can even pull up like i've been asked to be trained on the trucks and given them hours that work for my schedule so i could get trained and Nothing. nobody responds hmm. so i haven't been able to like get trained on trucks and get signed off for driving so it's like eh, just efficiency like would be a good thing to work on you know hmm. to get stuff done I like it. Yeah. A clear path and timeline. Yeah. Yeah. Casco's pretty efficient. I'm sure they get an application ready for you to fill out. Sure. <laughs> get one printed here. And Let, uh, disclaimer: yeah. No fire department is efficient. No. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Some are more efficient than others. Yeah. But no. It's it's just as frustrating for me on the chief level mm-hmm. of efficiency as they're different. Um, frustrations but it's frustrating all across the board yeah I know it's definitely something you find everywhere but just to answer your question you know anywhere you go I know anybody could work on it yeah. I know I could work on it I know I'm sure we all could work on it so. I mean we, yeah. we have we have a whole sheet a whole paper <laughs> of flow charts when we get a new person on what we need to do mm-hmm. and how we need to do it yeah um, and it's still there's still things that get missed i might have to steal yeah. the flow chart from you because <laughs> <laughs> that's way better than what we do it's kind of like a if they made it to two or three meetings all right do they seem interested okay are they still coming to calls all right and then it seems like just about the time we get them here they leave so yeah yeah it uh that's the cost of doing business so i mean uh, I, I would rather i would rather spend the three or four thousand dollars on a person and hope that by me showing my support for them they'll stick around exactly but we all, we all remember well except for you yeah. <laughs> we all remember when we got our first set of gear with our name on the back i mean it was a moment of pride you everybody but lexi right i mean i haven't got i just got I hand me downs my yeah. number on my Somewhere shield <laughs> but like 
I mean, yeah. you remember it oh, yeah. as a young lad. Yeah. I mean, we all, that first time, that first helmet with our number on it. I mean, it was a moment of pride. Except, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's okay. For everyone. But We're still, just telling you how still, awesome it was. Yeah, still don't have that Someday either. You'll so yeah. said, maybe you'll get that feeling. Maybe you won't. I know. So when he says, when he says that, that's, that's true because yeah. it gives them. It's like welcome to the family. I think it's yeah. ownership in both directions. Like the leadership needs to show ownership. Like you're one of ours now. You're part of our team. And then that also reciprocates the other direction. We're like, okay, these guys give a shit about me. Right. I'm going to give a shit back. Right. Yeah. And it, it, it is hard, especially with budgets and all that stuff, because we want to do more for them. But, I mean, we have to do something. There's, it's a balancing act type of thing. And with yours, I mean, you're, you're kind of an outlier because they get you gear. You're the only one that's going to fit that gear, yeah. I would say. <laughs> I'm the only person in my department that doesn't have a number on my shield, so. So yeah, I mean, how shield, do you think that makes me feel? Like, right? Yeah, <laughs> but I could, I would say from the, just to kind of play devil's advocate here, that I see a nursing student in gear that's only going to fit you. How do I know you're not going to finish nursing class? And then I, I know nurses; they're really, really busy. I don't know a whole lot of nurses that continue to go to volunteer calls. I mean, I know you take weekend shifts, but mm -hmm. that would be my concern, I guess. But yeah. Also, from an administrative point, talk to you about it. If you're serious about sticking around there, mm -hmm. absolutely make the investment. Yeah. But That's kind of what I was getting at. But She also said she put a bunch of hours in doing this and that. So as leadership, I would look at that also and be like, all right, she is doing things and coming around. So Yeah, because yeah, I also didn't start nursing school until January, and I've been there for over a year. So I was like, well, what about the past year that I haven't been in nursing school? Right, mm -hmm. right. Yeah, Ed. I'm just... Fair. Fair. He keeps throwing out things, and I keep trying to defend whoever's on the other end. Uh, whoever's on that other end. Ed's going to be in the devil's abdomen. You know what's good for you, buddy? You know what that is? You know what's funny is that we have a person on this department that they're the only one that will fit that set of gear. Mm -hmm. And that has gone missing twice. Yeah. We have no idea who's wearing it or if they're at home just sniffing it. <laughs> this petite person has a set of gear that will only fit that person. <laughs> Soda almost came on my nose. How does that coach now? Oh. But we have a set of gear that will only fix, fit this person and it disappears. Huh. And it's like, yeah. where that? Where? Do you know? No. We don't have <laughs> Dalton, maybe? Just joking, Dalton. Love you, Dalton. <laughs> I'll get uh, I'll get a shield with a number on it before you leave. Hey, maybe Thank we, you. maybe get one of these fancy fillertins, <laughs> right? Yeah, wear yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. just just to pick a number. We'll, we'll I got I got my brother's blank one. We'll just throw it on there. I get you. I get a sharpie. I can write a number right on it. <laughs> Show up with now a we're all just sitting here like, oh, she she needs a number. It's, it's <laughs> just it's, it's sad watching all the new hires come in and getting shields that have numbers on it. And oh, I've been oh, there for a yeah. year and a half, oh, and right. I still so don't have a number shield. I'm not defending you so anymore. Before, yeah. before <laughs> you leave, you're gonna get your chief's contact information. He's gonna have an email flood. It's just 
it's it's hard to defend that. Oh, That's hard to watch. You put that in the links too. <laughs> it is oh, nice man. she hasn't put any town's names out. That's yeah, a good thing. She's doing great. She's doing way better than any of us. <laughs> I, I would have flown that up on the flagpole. <laughs> yeah, sorry. But I mean, like I do. I love my department. They've been supportive. But like, it's just it's the little things. The little things. You know, but it's the little up. things. It they is. It is. It's it's like it's hurtful because yeah. I've put a lot of time into the department. Like I work hard when I go in there, I do all my stuff. And then it's just like, really? Like, I just want the little bit of support. I just want yeah. to feel like I'm part of the group. You right. Know? Well, right yeah. now you have the perfect opportunity to get it off your chest. And spill it. <laughs> so is there anything else you want to... Let's do it. Is yeah. there anything else you want to say? I'm going to go get some popcorn and yeah. let you go. Let it rip. That's yeah. what we're here for. We we wanted, We invited you today so we can talk to you guys about being young into the fire service, your experiences, and, and if there's anything that we could change as instructors or anything we're doing as leadership to make it better for more people coming in. So, like I said, when I asked you guys to come, good, bad, indifferent. Yeah. We're not trying to throw anybody under the bus, but we'd like to hear about. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> you already mentioned your fire department, so. Yeah, but yeah. he's also said they're very. They love me. I'm my daddy's son. Like we've already. <laughs> 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 you, you don't have to. Go, you don't have to go back too many episodes to figure out that that name isn't common. So you know what department he probably he's gets whatever he wants because if it's anything like my last name, you can't outvote him. There's eight of them on the department. Yeah. <laughs> They're half the roster. <laughs> Hey, well, lucky for me, if you look at my Facebook, I'm not active on there, so you can't even find what department I look nice. work for Perfect. on there. <laughs> That's actually one of the things leadership looks for the first now, is social media. Oh, yeah. So Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Any applicant That's that comes in. As soon as he gives me a name, we go and look. There's actually one person that had very questionable stuff posted on their Facebook page. That's like, why you have yeah. multiple against <laughs> you have you have, you have, you have a, a fake one, one and then you have a private one yeah. it was like it was bad it was it was yeah. against one gender just going off and we're like yeah. Nope, yeah, no we're no, not no. doing that face facebook stalking is is the street term but it's background is, yeah is yeah. the legit term yeah, and yeah. but that absolutely another psa it. if you rant about any gender sex ethnicity blah 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 on Facebook, you're probably not going to get hired anywhere. How did you get hired, John? <laughs> he was here. Before. Was this before they started checking that? I, uh, this was before Metaverse. I, I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> I started in public safety before social media. So. <laughs> I mean, so when I started, they still had the full uh, VHS cassette recorders, so nothing was getting online. Yeah. You guys know what VHS is? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> full VHS tape, camcorder, so none of that yeah. was going online. Yeah. We didn't even have online, computers we literally started got, here. So. so now that we've kicked the door wide open, is there anything else you want to talk about? Seriously. <laughs> Booted it. We're, so how about flipping it to the, the more positive side? Yeah. No, so, no. so I was trying to get all the negative out first. That just like, so Shimbo, how's your how how <laughs> how has your experience been now that we went to the negative? <laughs> oh, okay. I guess I'm the positive person in this, this group. Uh, it's been pretty good. Um, yeah, I guess the real big thing I'm going to keep it negative, honestly. Uh, the big thing that I can think of is inclusiveness as I think it worked out so well for me as I always had my dad there that I could go and I could ask him the questions. I could follow him around and do that. And he would also go and stick up for me at like a call of, he would go up to chief and be like, Oh, Hey, now that this is over, can he go and do that? Which 
at 16, 17, it's not going to do be something that I want to do because at that age. 16, 17, now it's kicking in doors and going on fires. <laughs> yeah. Not to push that in your Too face. Or just, <laughs> it's a little bit of but we generational didn't, we difference. We didn't really there, have much, but, uh, much in the way of standards either. So. Yeah. But I think having that, just that inclusiveness of having my dad there being able to do that. Your advocate. Me. Yeah, my advocate. Yep. It helped a whole bunch. And I can see where, like, all these other people, these new people that are coming in, I feel like they're going to feel the same way that I did whenever I was by myself of, okay, all these people are doing this. They're all joking and this and that. But I'm, like, just kind of standing here well, off in the corner. And it's it's tough even, I mean, even for an adult to walk into an established um social group social yeah. group and right off the bat it's just nature you yeah. know uh, that you have a lot of work to do to prove that you can hang out with us um and, and that's that's does your department have a mentoring program do so they assign a mentor say, no <laughs> that's what i was trying to pull into the the, the positive side is well i just you did get, if you guys you're welcome have <laughs> now is the time to, to spotlight somebody. Has there been one person that you've seen as a mentor or was assigned to you as a mentor that really like changed, <laughs> <laughs> changed your or like really, really helped you? Sorry, I had something in my throat, but I, I think Caleb was going to talk about a new training officer that they uh, hired in Freiburg. <clears throat> that might have been instructing all his classes and stuff. Talking about positive. Wait, you talking about my dad again? <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's what, yeah, that's like, exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> awesome. So no, I, either one of you, if there was any one person along your career path that has uh, really shined and uh, helped took you, you under their wing, yeah. helped you out. I wouldn't say there's one person besides my dad, but like, that's normal. I think it's definitely been a group effort now. If I'm thinking about it, I've had whole bunch of different people from our department that come in and help me and now that they're more comfortable with me and I'm more comfortable with them they're always just throwing stuff at me I'll throw stuff back at them and it's more of a family thing now yeah I feel like who's who's been more supportive your sister or your dad my dad oh, we're gonna start picking family members now <laughs> well she should know this she's, she's oh she knows it she's, yeah, she's not a it. dumb girl she knows <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, but I feel like I still think there are some people that are like not intimidated by me, but like just like standoffish. Yeah, don't really interact unless we have to. But then there's just other people where we're a lot closer now, and we're just getting along. They're teaching me a lot of stuff, and there's like not a lot that I can teach them. But what I can, they'll happily take in. Yeah. And they're okay with that as long as you take something away from what they're giving you. Yeah. I've found that with just about everyone that yeah. if I can go in and just show them something that like, I'm young, there's a lot of things that we know that the older generations aren't up to speed with or anything like that. And I can show it them and they'll be like, oh yeah, that's really cool. And later down the line or even before that, there's a lot of things that I don't know yet. And I'll happily take that in. And I'll be appreciative of that. Yep. yep. It's good stuff. What about you? You have a mentor? Yeah, I would say I have one that's like 
my biggest mentor, and then I have another one that I would say is a really good mentor. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, this is positive. Yeah. Yeah, Um, I would say there's this guy that I work with, his name's Sean, and then this woman that I work with, her name's Carol. I would say that they're kind of like my two biggest mentors. Um, Since like the day that I've got hired, they've kind of like taken me under their wing and shown me the way. Nice. Yeah. Now, do you think so? Thank you, Sean been... and Carol. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, get her a number. Right? <laughs> I'll get her a shield too with a number on it. <laughs> uh, so, have they been? You know, you said they've kind of taken you under your under their wing. Have uh, they been able to challenge you, or do you think they've been more kind of your advocate as far as when things haven't gone your way? They've they've kind of stood up for you, or a little bit of both. Or... Yeah, I'd say a little bit of both. <clears throat> um, like I'm I'm always asking like what could I have done better on that call like that sort of stuff and so they're always telling me like where I could have improved what I could do better that sort of stuff and asking me questions like um like quizzing me like do you know this like what's this what would you do in this situation like trying to get me to improve and do better is that this sort for of fire stuff, so. EMS or both EMS this is at the department that's like just you know EMS, what's funny so. is that I've noticed that in my career because I think if I think about it, I've only had one real mentor in this whole service that I've ever looked up to. You're welcome. And, uh, <laughs> and he was an EMS, but you, oh, see, you see more mentors in EMS than you do fire. Mm-hmm. Like with fire, I've always, when I was first coming up, because I did EMS first, well, I did police, EMS, then fire. Mm-hmm. And actually it was Eric and a guy named Dan that got me into the fire service. Um, there's a lot what was I saying there was a lot more mentorship <laughs> in EMS, EMS yeah. like they take you under the week with fire mm-hmm. I literally it felt like you were fighting the whole way mm-hmm. and that's kind of where I developed a habit of always attending trainings because that was the only way I was going to learn information and so I continued with trainings continued with school and I still keep training and I keep still keep going to school Although I'm taking a break from college for now. My wife would kill me if I went back. <laughs> but I'm, content. I'm now an instructor officer too. And we keep going and going because there was no mentors in the fire service for me. And mm-hmm. so I kind of just did it myself. Although now that I know that, and now that I'm thinking about it, I probably should be a mentor. Because <laughs> unfortunately, like your experience. Reflection. Is, yeah, mm-hmm. reflection. We just saw that go full circle. <laughs> yeah. I know. I was like, That's holy awesome. crap. Because well, like, my job here is done. <laughs> you, like fire is so different because we do EMS all the time. And mm-hmm. I've worked with Ed for years. And I remember when he was brand new. I remember another guy named John. You know, you can kind of coach him along with those along with those calls whereas fire everybody's running around you don't really have enough people to be like all right this is what we're gonna do yeah the one-on-one yeah well it's interesting there like you said there was no mentors for me and i don't know if you meant it this way but like i was just talking this morning like i feel like in the fire service everybody is very like it's a brotherhood you know like everybody's very buddy buddy like people use the term it's it's a boys club you know like that sort of stuff and like unless you have the same personality as somebody i feel like at least for me like i'm constantly trying to like fit in with people like that sort of stuff so my first experience of joining a fire department which was in casco it was another department which we'll name name this is that i filled out an application they told me to show up to one of their meetings 
I literally stood in a corner and no one talked to me the whole night. Mm. Didn't go back. And I joined Casco Rescue just because actually Kevin Adams was like, hey, yeah, they're paying whatever a call. You should go. You live in Casco. You should go volunteer for them. So I went into Casco Rescue. And again, Casco Rescue, they're just like, you're an EMT? Yeah, come on in. Yeah. And then I met yeah. uh, the guy's name's Mike McKay. He's since retired. An old FDNY, not FDF, FD, uh, NYPD there you go. Uh, detective, uh, retired after 9-11, came up here, paramedic, smart guy. Um, kind of took me under his wing and mentored me in EMS. And then as we, this department's kind of started to progress, I saw the writing on the wall that I'll eventually need my fire one and two. And then <laughs> I was taking some fire classes. Remember the old Cumberland County? Fire tax. Yeah, when they yeah. had the uh, two-day SCBA class. The and modules. You, and you yeah. can go into a burning building. Yep. I mean, I did that. I did pumps. I did stuff like that. But... It wasn't until I saw the writing on the wall that we were going to merge and I should probably progress. Like, literally, I had no direction. I had no clear direction. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I went and found a Fire 1 and 2, which Eric taught. That's how old he is. <laughs> and uh, just kept going down that road. I just think it's like hilarious the, listening to him talk because I remember meeting him in Danny's basement because they had a band and he used to play bass and be the skater punk. And I never, ever thought that he'd go law enforcement, EMS, and then be where he's at today. It's, it's crazy. It was. If it was, you knew John when I first met him, you would never guess he'd be the guy sitting in that chair right now. It was the, uh, yeah, it was the metal band, drink whiskey, and just jam out. Yeah. And then you'd show up. Drink all our whiskey and then leave. <laughs> like nothing's changed. Huh? Well, the whiskey's still around, but now he plays bagpipes instead of the bass. So I still, still have a bass. Yeah. Yeah. But no, it's just it's funny how you look look back at where we've started or who we've worked with and where they've gone. And, yeah. I actually used to run calls back then when I was still doing the police thing with you and Dan on Bridgeton because they used to allow ride. I don't know if they allowed it, but they did. Ride alongs. So I'd go. We used yeah. to sneak some stuff over there when per certain people were in leadership and you can get away with that. You can't do that now. But stuff like that is what got me intrigued. Mm -hmm. I mean, hey, why don't you come along? Just stay in the truck, blah, blah, blah. So I jumped on the truck. We went and I saw what you guys did. I was like, oh, nice. this is interesting. Yeah. So I've said it a few times and I still feel that way is that I, I hit the fire service at like the best time I think I possibly could. Because when I showed up, it was still mostly volunteer. Um, so we had our monthly meetings and everybody showed up to that. Now it would be kind of difficult to do that because of the per diem program and not, not a yes. lot of people or not everyone lives in town and it just doesn't work out the same way. But that's what kind of kicked me into it because I'm kind of so I'm very socially awkward. And so like I don't just jump into things <laughs> just a little bit. So like you were kind of forced to in the, the monthly meetings because you did a round the room thing. Yeah. What do you have to add? And even if... Even if you had nothing to add eight months in a row, your name still got called. You still got put on the spot. Everybody learned your name. Everybody learned your face. And you kind of got pushed into it. Yeah. So I didn't necessarily have an immediate group that I attached to, but I was forced into that. And at that same time, we had a lot more trainings that a lot more people attended to. Uh, it seemed like every time we had a call, even when the call was over, we were still at the station for another hour, hour and a half, just kind of hanging just out. Just hanging out. Which, 
it doesn't happen anymore. So it's it's so difficult to get someone new in now and give them the same experience that I had. Yeah. And yeah. I mean that's And what that's I just the, realized is that apparently that's up to us now. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's, now I'm thinking it's about the, it, I was like, wait, maybe I should start mentoring people. It's the same yeah. it's the same problem we keep crashing back on though, is how do we bring it back? There's no just no golden answer to that. The problem is, is that we have that, we have that knowledge of how it was in the past, um, and there, I don't think there's any way you can bring that back. No. We just have to reinvent, and and get a redo, <laughs> so to speak. On, Mulligan, you know. Yep. <laughs> Oops, like, we get screwed a, it up. Got to do over. <laughs> got to get a do over. But you know, that's um, yeah. This it's has just a world. depressing. Like we realized that as we advanced in our careers and became leaders, we just screwed the pooch. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. <laughs> we, we failed you. Yeah. No, because like looking back on it, the the big name that comes to mind is uh, Lonnie. Yeah. You know, Lonnie was awesome. Yeah, yeah, because he was just a, a great guy to hang around with, and he was great at pushing you to learn something new without feeling like he was pushing you. He'd go, hey, I'm out of work at, you know, 4 o'clock. I'll be back in the area around 5. Let's do a truck check. And it wasn't like a, you're going to do truck check until you know this truck. It was, this is my truck, because we had truck captains yep. at the time. Yep. This is my truck. I'm going to do my truck check. Uh, I, like, I like making sure that I know things. And if you're here and you can learn that, even better. And then next thing you know, you've got six people all standing around. This yeah. isn't a formal training. This is just Lonnie got out of work and he's doing truck checks. Yeah. And then it turned into, well, the truck check's over. We're all at the station. Not only does the station probably get cleaned, you know, it gets kind of checked over because people were there. And you just got that kind of brotherhood feeling because everybody's yeah. there on their own I remember those ideas. Nobody yeah. We used to do that in Bridgeton on Sundays. We'd go down there in the morning and we'd do breakfast or whatever, or just get there in the morning and hang out. And then if somebody wanted to go, we had to fix something or, or do something. A couple guys would meet up and say, hey, we got to roll this hose up we had from a call a couple days ago. So let's meet up on Sunday morning. And then while we were doing that, we're like, hey, what do you guys want to do for lunch? And we'd either go down to Hannaford to get a bunch of stuff to grill or make seafood alfredo or whatever we were doing that day and next thing you know it built and built and built and every sunday we had 12 guys at the station yeah and it was just kind of a, a freestyle thing like whatever yeah. we wanted to do whatever we wanted to work on whatever we wanted to look at or if we just wanted to hang out with each other that was what we did on sundays and then eventually it, it kind of faded out and i wish we had a lot of that back Yes, like you're, uh, you're talking about. I wish we could get some of that back somehow. Dave Stewart used to be the same thing. He'd be like, you want to drive? Stewart, Just yeah. give me a call. Yeah. Steve Rick Merkel. Shepherd. Oh, yeah. Rick Shepard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even, so Tom, even Tom Mokrin when he was, uh, yeah. was it Tank? Um, tank 6. Tank no, 6. Tank yeah. yeah. Tank six. He'd be like, whenever you're around. And then we used to send newer people out with Tom because Tom knew every road by heart. Yeah. He was just one of those guys. And then he would take them out and... Um, driver training with them when we were just the uh when we were two separate departments i used to send our new hires out with tom 
so that they would go and it, Tom would point out every road, every issue with that road, yep. when, and that's I didn't just... retain any of it. <laughs> <laughs> because especially brand new, I'm like, all right, yeah, cool, all right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> route Coffee 11, Pond, Route yeah. 121, all right. Coffee Pond, do not go down that road with a mm. truck. No. Why? So, we've been chatting for a little while. Is, is there anything else you guys want to talk about while you're here? Anything else about the public safety or... Not off the top of my head. It's wide open. Yeah. So it's your Any time topic. To sh- it's your time to shine, buddy. <laughs> we already talked about that. I'm, we don't have he, a flashlight. Got, <laughs> <laughs> just going to say that. Uh, hold on. You get your phone. There's a, there's the light on that. It's true. <laughs> uh-huh. it's so as you're coming up and as you're learning, uh, how do you feel trainings have gone? Do you feel like there has been gaps in it and you're kind of jumping in whenever there have they're available or do you feel like the progression has been pretty good am i making any sense in the way i'm asking this yeah, <laughs> yeah dalton says hi oh hi he heard your comment <laughs> <laughs> um i would say that trainings for me specifically haven't been all too amazing because it's just department trainings that i've really been to um are you saying department trainings can't be amazing no, what he's saying is his other classes he's been attending with me have been amazing. <laughs> well, they've been a lot better than just normal trainings. I'll give you that one. <laughs> because your normal trainings are run by your dad? Is that what you're saying? Well, okay. <laughs> yes. So to, to kind of uh, go off of that, though, have you been trying to find trainings on your own, or are you relying on your department to tell you what trainings are available? Uh, it's been mainly the department that I've looked because our chief is very good with oh, there's this training here and this is the day and that. And if you want to do it, just let me know and I'll sign you up and all this and that. Um, I think the biggest thing for me is I'm young enough where I was always in school. So whenever that stuff would happen, I was in school, couldn't do it or I had stuff going on. And now that I've got more time and now that I want to get into this as a career, I think it's going to be a lot more on me. And I'll happily do it because I've already been looking. Um, I know that I want to kind of expertise, I don't know what the word is, in extrication. Car accidents are my absolute favorite to go to. Don't know why. Just always have been. And so I know that's something that I want to get the best I possibly can at. And What about about you? How did you find out about the RIT class we did and stuff? Is is your chief on top of putting that out? Uh, yeah, I think that's how I found out about it. It was my chief sent out an email or a message somehow. I don't remember if it was like I'm responding. Does he do that for other that. trainings? Like, do you have the same? <clears throat> um, yeah, he'll do it sometimes. My uh, boss at my other department sends out a lot of emails there. Do you read so the emails? I do. I read every email. If you get emails, do you read them? I'll read like the uh, subject <laughs> bar <laughs> who it's from and it's a clip door. Okay. It just depends so, who it's from. So my subject line has to be the entire email. No. It does. Well, it, it sound interesting so yeah. that they have to it's, read it to get the punchline? Yeah. It's the subject line in like the first two sentences, right? Because if he says, sorry for the long email, done. <laughs> never, never start an email with that. So you've had tons of training opportunities and, and it's been brought to your attention that there's stuff out there. I wouldn't say that there's been tons of training opportunities brought to my attention. There's been a few. 
turning opportunities brought to my attention. Most of them, like you said, have been through the department, minimally, depending on who's on duty. Certain people like to do training, certain people don't. So, yep, mm-hmm. yep depends on who's working, but yeah. So do you know the resources to go to if you were to want to find trainings on your own? No, I do not. <laughs> talk to that guy. Yes. <laughs> uh, so we'll, we'll chat after the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't talk to me because I'm just going to direct you to these guys. They, yeah. They have a better hookup than I do. But, uh, yeah, I guess that's – right now that's what it comes down to is is knowing – the people that will that will know mm-hmm. and know yeah. where to point. I would love to create a data pool. It, it's just a matter of getting everyone to buy into it. And by buy into it, I mean just participate. Yeah. Because uh, if we could get one place that I could send everyone to, that's a, a data board of where we're going to. John's getting ready to talk. Well, DeChambeau Senior. Uh, wants to do a regional training office. We've been talking meeting. about that for a little while. Yeah, like regional is great, but but that hell, that way, if I, I want to go up north and do a training, just because it's there, why can't I? You know? No, but what, no, I think but, what he wants to do is not only announce our trainings in our region, but also other trainings we know about. Yep. Help pass it through our region. Right. right, and then it gets everybody talking. Everybody knows about a training because how often have people come up to you and been like, "Oh, I don't, I didn't hear about that training." Oh, it happens all the time. Yeah, People tell me so. about trainings that I'm putting on, and I don't even know about it. Surprise! <laughs> <laughs> or uh, that's, that's the, the most frustrating issue. thing is well, when a student asks study. me about another, another, like, say I'm doing a, a BLS class, and there's a, a one and two bridge. Hey, I heard this is going on. I heard there's going to be a one and two class. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I would love to tell you, yes, you can go straight from this to that. I, I don't know. You know, the next town, next town over no communication with it mm-hmm. so if there was one it, would you guys use something like that i guess it's a good question if there was yeah. one place that you could go and say i've got this weekend free let's see if there are any cl- any trainings available oh, yeah that, that yeah. would be incredibly helpful and i'm sure a lot of people would use that too right so it's just convenient instead of going online and searching up okay what trainings are this and then you see like six different things and like Right. Okay, so this one's here and this one's there. And, oh, I couldn't find this one because it's on this person's Facebook page that's got like right. two followers and it's private and still put it out right. there. <laughs> yeah, I think that would be like extremely helpful because like you were just saying, most of the trainings that I like hear, know about or hear about, it's just like word of mouth. Like people yeah. saying, oh, well, mm-hmm. this is going on. And then it's like, well, okay, how do I even, yeah, I it's like, all the time. yeah, it's I'll like, well, how way. do I find that? How do I hear about it? And it's like, maybe I'll get, one email two emails like about some that are occasionally going on but i don't really ever get too many right. about like fire related training the other thing and stuff, I, so. I find anyways is if i get bombarded by emails i just stop reading them yeah if i get the same thing if i get i mean that one that we just had <laughs> it, it it was set to go out every day or something like no, that. no ever it was set to go out the night i set it up and then the monday before and then the day of the training but after about the fifth time of getting the same email, I'm like, all right, I know. And then yeah. inevitably, I don't know. I forgot because well, so I stopped I reading that. it after the fifth time. I typically do that, and I set them up to go out every Monday because I've had so many people that have said, I didn't know about that training. Was that sent out to everyone? 
Now they have no damn excuse because yeah. it gets sent out really five times. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's sent out five times. Yeah. So if they choose to ignore it, it's their fault. They didn't have the, not have the information. Yeah. So, Ed. Uh, hey, I've made it to the last two trainings and no one was at the second one. So I think it's ADHD related. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it is though. It's if I see something too many times, I just stop paying attention to it, and it's it's a struggle. <laughs> if you tell me a week before, I'll forget when it comes up, and if you tell me the day before, I don't have time to plan for it. So I couldn't tell you the best time to reach out to me. But if you gave me a resource um, to to go to, and I said, you know, hey, I've got a Saturday open, and I could click a day and go what's going on anywhere in the state on this Saturday. Mm -hmm. I think that would oh, be an hour and a half. Yeah, we should probably think about shutting this down for today. And oh, that's not my call. I just talk. Well, that's why I was saying <laughs> an hour and a half. Yeah. Most no. of our three listeners have probably already tuned out. <laughs> taking, a, taking a nap, siesta. So what do you guys think? Have you uh, covered everything you want to cover? Yeah. Did you have fun? Did we scare you away? No, this was fun. Thank you for uh, inviting me on here. So I enjoyed it. Hopefully, I didn't uh, scare any of your listeners away. <laughs> oh, there's, there's only three. Yeah. Or offend anybody so. with my comments. Hopefully, all your shit talk, you go back and you still have a job. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> True that. <laughs> I get that paperwork, too, before you leave. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys for coming today. Yeah, I think we'd definitely think like anything? to have you back again another yeah, time yeah, if there's yeah. something else you want to talk anything about. Else, uh, if you go through and listen to any of our stuff, if you post any questions, uh, we'd love the insight from it. Yeah. It's nice to have some newer, younger people in to, to chat. Yeah. It's always good to get the view from all directions. Yeah. Yep. Nice. Well, thank you very much, um, Eric. Thank you for the awesome. for the gifts. Those are very cool. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, thank you for that. Um, yeah. You know, twentieth episode. I've got stickers, so if our three listeners want some, <laughs> hit us up on our uh, Facebook page. We'll start getting them out in circulation. Maybe some more people yeah. realize we're here. We will, but you have to provide insight and ask a couple questions before yeah. you get that's, any stickers. That's what we should do. We'll send out stickers to anyone that actually has some, some feedback or questions. Yes. Meaningful feedback. That was questions. my whole purpose of getting those is maybe get our name a little bit further out there and get some, yeah. get some start, activity going. Start sticking them on the donkeys everywhere. <laughs> oh, just remember before you start handing them all out, Ed, I bought them. So oh, I'll, put, I'll put one on the like aromas in Portland for you where they have all their stickers yes. when I go. Next time you're in the chief's office just talking about your leather helmet shield, just slap one of those on the yeah, like, wall. Go. On the way out. If you, if you cut the bottom of it off, there's your shield right there. Yeah. Just when you walk by, give him that little pat on the back and just stick it to his shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> Episode nice. 20. Yeah. Oh, All right, thank you guys. Yeah, thanks very much for coming.